0: Good evening everyone, Um, this is John Day here with the Weekday Bugle, and today we're going to be talking about Vladimir Putin's latest blunder, well not much of a blunder, but um, his latest attempt at bolstering his words um, and his country. Um, So Vladimir Putin um, had a rally today in Moscow in a stadium, which I believe was the one that he was in singing the national anthem with his... um, with his um, supporters, um, at, right after the annexation of, annexation of Crimea, which had happened in 2014, so it's been about so they're celebrating the eighth eight-year anniversary of the annexation of Crimea from Ukraine into Russia. So um, here's the article. Oh well, it's not much of an article. It's not actually an article. It's a list of live news updates from Fox News um, on the invasion of Ukraine. Putin sparks fear of new Red Terror and in Stalin esque Stalinist speech on the fifth col- on fifth column traitors in Russia. Vladimir Putin is adjusting his rhetoric follow- following his Stalin invasion of Ukraine, touching on Stalinist nostalgia and patriotic themes to boost pub- to boost public support for the war, which he calls a special military operation, and claims the launch as a defensive measure. Which we know that was a lie. In a speech Thursday, he peppered his remarks with Stalinist dog whistling and warnings of the fifth columns of Russian scum and traitors working to undermine his ambitions from within. According to a translation of his remarks, the West collectively is trying to fracture our society to provoke civil conflict in Russia by means of the fifth column. He said, "The goal is Russia's collapse." We know that's false. Now, if they do invade NATO, I'm pretty. I'm. That might happen. Who knows? Zelensky said, "It's time to meet. Time to talk." So yeah, we all know Vladimir Zelensky has been trying to meet with Vladimir Putin for peace talks, face to face, one to one, man to man. US intelligence agency warns Putin may threaten to use nuclear weapons now there's a tale from Putin's childhood where he so he grew up in Leningrad um, which is now called st. Petersburg he used to back in, back in the 1960s he was when he was younger being when he was a little boy he would go he would he lived up on the he lived in the on the fifth story of his apartment so he he would when he would go back up the stairs, there would be rats, um, huge rats that would um, try to attack the young Putin, and he would um, he would um, have a sometimes he'd have a stick with him, and he'd fight the rats. Um, he um, he he would young Putin would try and poke the poke the rats with the stick and try to attack the rats. But one time he had the rats into a corner and the rat attacked him and. He Putin ran away, but one day he come. He came. He had, um came back and he would started observing the rats' movements, and eventually he learned their um their moves, and eventually he attacked the rats, and finally finished them off or scared them off. I suppose. Apparently, that had a defining moment on, Putin, on Vladimir Putin's life and his and his philosophy about war. He doesn't back down from a fight. Once you ha- and what we're doing now, we're cornering the rat, and the rat's gonna strike. the The rat's gonna bite back. Rats, when you get them in a corner, they don't they get scared and nervous, and then they attack because they can't go anywhere else. They cannot flee. And Vladimir Putin, ever since that had happened to him, it had a profound effect on him. There is no retreat. So Vladimir Putin, what this tells you about him is he's not a man that's gonna call for a retreat, and he will never call for a retreat. So what he's gonna do, if he can't get his way and he can't submit them and he can't get the will of the Ukrainian people to submit to Russian rule, then what he's probably gonna do is he's either gonna completely go in there, which is what he's doing now, and he's gonna try and completely level the city, which is what he's doing now. He's trying to just kill everyone and level the whole place with bombs and stuff, with with artillery fire and things of that nature. Missiles. Sad sad stories. Sad, sad sad story sad story. But, the the worst fears that the West will have, that we have here in the West, is if he uses a nuclear bomb. That's scary. But, the thing is, this, I, I hear people saying that he might not use it on the West, but rather he'd use it on Kiev. If he, if his army keeps, um keeps um faltering like it is right now it's actually been stalled for, for about a week they haven't made much progress and the ukrainians actually launched a counter offensive against the russians in one part of the country and they actually pushed the russians back a little bit in one part of the country I forget, I forget where and the attacks in the west um in western ukraine have ramped up and it's pretty bad and Lviv um got shelled even more which is in the western part of ukraine but, um, so the thing is, is they, they, they say that Putin might launch a nuke, um, uh, t- a tactical nuclear weapon, um, at Kyiv until, and maybe launch it at larger, more larger city, and more, at, at more cities that, you know, you know, the large cities, just like what we did to Japan in World War Two. I think that's what he's going to do. If he, if he, if his army doesn't make any progress, I think he's going to. He's going to get tired of all the sanctions. And he's going to get tired of his army not making progress. And then I think he's going to try and pull his army out of the city of Kiev. And get them out of the vicinity. And he's going to completely level the city with a nuke. I think that's what's going to happen. But you know what the West is going to do? I don't think we're going to do anything. I don't think we're going to do anything if he launches a nuke at Kiev. But it's bad. The situation's terrible. And if he launches a nuke at Kiev, it's on. So I think it's on, but I don't think the West is still going to do anything. We can't do anything. Not an Article um, Article Five does not permit us, you know, to help non-NATO countries. You know, an attack on one of us is an attack on all of us. If it's NATO country, If it ain't NATO country. We're not stepping in, as much as I wish we would. As much as I wish we would, because the Ukraine is a democracy, is a young democracy, and they're trying to survive. And it's kind of sad, you know. NATO is designed to protect democracy. And advance the cause of democracy and freedom, and they're having their and the Ukrainians are having their freedom taken away from them by Putin. It's kind of sad. I mean, it really is. It's terrible. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys today. I'm certainly going to come back Monday, and maybe maybe the situation might update. Maybe we'll get some pretty. Uh, maybe we'll get some updates on the situation in Ukraine. That'll be even better. Well, it won't be. It won't be better. I'm hoping I don't have to report too much on this because I want them to stay safe. I want Ukrainians to stay safe. As all of you out, all of you Ukrainians out there, please stay safe and defend your country. If you're not, if you're not in Ukraine, then I hope things go well for you, and I hope you are all okay out there. We respect you guys, and I know I do. I respect your president. Very courageous man. A true leader. I wish he was our I wish he was our president. Anyway, y'all have y'all have a good evening and this has been John Day with your weekday bugle and what the weekday bugle and night.